Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's Monday review. Today's topic features talks of a novel, multiple adaptations, and childhood trauma. <laughs> and I'm listening to featuring Dez. Sir Ben Kingsley, James McAvoy, John Boyega, all great and loved actors working today. Now, what if I told you that all these actors and more greats were all in a show together? You probably say something like, and you'd be right to, because it's hard to have a show full of this much talent and have it not be amazing, right? Now, your first your first question or questions are probably, where can I find it, and what's the name of this bad boy? <laughs> and you and you and you'd be right to ask those questions now. You can find the show Watership Down is the name of it. You can find it on Netflix. And Watership Down, some of you probably cringed in fear when I said that because you either have heard of its novel or seen the animated film long ago. Yes, yes. I did say animated film. So that means this miniseries that I'll be reviewing today is actually a reboot, sort of. But before I really dive into all that, before I really dive into the survival thriller series that is Watership Down, I want to let you guys know about my introduction to it. Now, flashback to Little Dez. I was a mere child in third grade, I think, actually. Guys, it's been a while since I was in elementary. <laughs> Look, the point is, much like Star Wars, it happened in a galaxy far, far away. Now, it was a ga- in a galaxy far, far away in my adolescence. My teacher was feeling pretty ill, like pretty like sick ill, not like illmatic or Kendrick Lamar ill. So she decided she wasn't going to really teach that day, and she decided to go, you know, get a movie. But the problem is her go-to movies, which were the Charlie Brown animated films, uh, they were all rented out that day from the school library. So she decided to pick up Watership Down. Now, I can't really blame my teacher for what happened next because Watership Down has to have one of the most deceitful covers known to man. My teacher, she gets the move from the library, brings it back. She puts in the movie, then leaves the classroom. I think to go take a nap or something. And what happened next forever traumatized some kids. Now, Watership Down is a story of Fiverr, a cute little bunny rabbit. You know what I'm saying? It seems innocent enough, right? Well, hold on to your butts, because this movie stayed nice and fluffy for all for maybe a few minutes, because after that, these bunnies were trapped in a, a dark world of nihilism and survival terror. Now, after seeing these little guys get all banged up uh, from the horror known as life, eventually, the, the boy scout of our class, a.k.a. Cody, the residential snitch, went to go find another teacher so she could... Um, See what's popping on the TV screen. Now, I know it sounds like I was being a little hard on that kid, Cody. It's because I am. All right, guys, story time. Check this out. So, every so often, when I when I was a kid in school, teachers would choose a child from each class who best represented the model student. He or she was supposed to be responsible, smart, etc. You know what I'm saying? Well, Cody, he was smarter given that. But this dude caused more drama than the school bully himself. 
your boy Cody was a real problem. Like, he was that one kid that, like, anytime he saw anything remotely bad, he would just say one of two catchphrases. The dude only had two catchphrases. He said one of two things, right? It'd either be, ooh, or it'd be like, I'm telling. The dude needed to be stopped. Cody needed to be stopped. Like, no one liked him. No one. Except for, like, maybe this this one girl named Madison, I think her name was, who I'm pretty sure she actually was kind of madly in love with the dude. Like, there was this one time when, like, Cody even snitched on her. And guess what this girl's response was? It was like, it was something like, Cody, you did the right thing. It was all my fault. I got up and used the pencil sharpener while Miss Gardner was out of the classroom. That's when I knew homegirl had it bad. That's when I knew. <laughs> anyway, oh God, to get off subject. Anyway, 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 back to Cody getting a teacher. Now, the teacher that Cody, I mean, the snitch went to go get, um, she's a good, soft, sweet, church-going lady. I knew her kids. I saw her family around town every once in a while. And, hell, man, she even knitted sweaters and stuff for poor kids in our classrooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was a certified angel. Bam, stamp on it and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure that old 90s show, Touched by an Angel, was based off her life. I kid, I kid. But anyway, you get the picture. She was a sweet lady. So when she saw the brutality that is Watership Down, she jumped up high and went into the pool trying to get some honey. Like, real. And after the teachers saw the gruesome stuff, she immediately went to go turn the TV off. And if I'm being honest... Yo, I think she was more shook than we were, than we the kids were, right? <laughs> and then this teacher asked, as she she questioned us about what we were watching and who put that movie on. And then here come Cody talking about some, oh, Miss going to put that movie in. And as the sweet teacher tries to find a more suitable movie for us to watch, it hit me that this dude Cody was like really out here snitching on everybody. He even snitched on teachers. Like, he just snitched on our teacher, Ms. Garner. Like, he was a real problem. <laughs> and so before, I, look, Cody, if you out there listen to this podcast, bro, we, we got right, you got to let me know how your life is. What, what do you do now? I, I, I got to know what you do now. Cody, if, if you can you listen to this podcast, bro, we still cool, but you was a handful as a child, man. Anyway, so like I said, before I go get into this uh, Netflix adaptation, I want to share some interesting facts, though, as well about Watership Down. Now, it was written by an English author, actually, named Richard Adams, and it is also his first novel, actually. And uh, when he was trying to get this uh, the manuscript published, many publishers actually turned him away and like didn't want any part of it, which is somewhat understandable given the depiction of cute furry creatures and what will later happen to him now i believe it was finally published by one rex callings in 1972 i believe now regardless of how some may feel about the manuscript or the novel it had a very well realized world and obviously a lot of great detail went into it because these rabbits had their own religion culture and Obviously, like I wasn't the only one that, that, that felt the book was great because you know what I'm saying it won the annual the annual Carnegie Medal and it also won the annual Guardian Guardian Prize. So, um, so I can't talk today, guys. <laughs> yeah, it won the annual Guardian Prize along with a few other awards, and it was then later adapted into an animated film and then later adapted into a TV series. Now, 
what's crazy is that a sequel for the novel finally came out in like 1996. But that's crazy to me. Like, <laughs> I was I was like six years old in like 1996, right? And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't and like the the OG novel came out in 1972, and and now we have this new 2018 series, which I'll be talking about. Now, let's start with that of the cast. Like I mentioned earlier, this cast has some great actors, but what I left out was just how robust this cast actually was. So many great actors are in this. There's the previously mentioned cast members like Nicholas Holt, whom you may know from the X-Men movies. He played the dude Beast, you know, the blue guy with the glasses. Then there's James McAvoy from Glass, Split, and also uh, the X-Men films. He played Professor Xavier. Damn. Marvel, Marvel everywhere, guys. They're out here doing big things. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> uh, and then there's also John Boyega in here. Uh, you you may know him from recent uh, from the recent Star Wars films. There's also Ben Kingsley, like I mentioned earlier. He played Gandhi and even the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Then there's other great talents like Peter Capaldi, who you may know from Doctor Who. There's also Taron Egerton, who you may know from Kingsman and the recent Robin Hood film, which was not that good. And then there's also my boy Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Widows. Then there's also Miss Roseman Pike. She's also in here. You may know her from movies like Gone Girl or Hostels. And she actually had one of my favorite performances of 2018 in that film, Hostels. But I'll talk about that later. But yeah, so you get the idea. There's lots of talent here. And needless to say, the acting across the board was dope. The performances in this movie, was they're, they're all so, so good. So I had no problems with that. Now let's talk about, let's say, the characters and maybe the story a little bit. Like, like I said earlier, the story is about a few is about a couple of rabbits. And let's talk about some of the big players. So we have Fiverr, whose name literally translates to Thousand Little. Or Little Thousand, I believe. Yeah. Little Thousand. And this little guy has he has dreams or visions of the future. He sees and he basically sees an upcoming threat coming and tries to warn his fellow rabbits of the pending danger. Many of these rabbits don't really believe him, but one person who does is his older and much more liked brother, Hazel. Hazel is probably the best character to latch on to since he's very patient, kind-hearted, and just seems to be an all-around good person. Next up is one of my favorite characters. Her name is Strawberry. She's she's an odd one, but big heart. Then there's your boy Big Wig, who, if you couldn't tell by his name, is a certified badass. He's played he's played he's played by John Boyg, and John Boyg's voice is perfect for the role. And there's also the likes of Holly, Bluebell, and I think Blackberry. But the core story involves these rabbits trying to make it basically from one crappy situation to another. And Honestly, by the end, I legit felt sorry for these guys and gals. Like, I, I felt sorry for them. But since it all turned out to be a pretty good story in the end anyway, I don't feel too sorry. Because, you know, somebody got to die. Somebody. <laughs> oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about the, 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 the talent on the creative end. But more importantly, the, the directors. So, in this miniseries, you got director Noam Muru. I'm pretty sure I messed his name up. If I did, I'm so sorry, good sir. Name the, the director's name is, I believe, Norm Murrow. And um, his biggest credits come from mostly moderate movie successes like Rise of the 300, which 
was the prequel to 300. This movie, Rise of 300, was fun, I guess. Then there's also a movie called Smart People that he worked on. Uh, he directed that one as well, I believe. It stars Ellen Page, and it was okay. And then he also directed uh, the music video for this uh, TV show. Uh, the the song is actually done by Sam Smith, and it's it's basically a video very similar to that of Sunflower done by Sway Lee and uh, Post Malone, like where it shows like a bunch of scenes and clips from the actual uh, product, and with the music playing in the background. I dug the song. Um, now, honestly, his directing uh, job in here that he did was quite good, very good, in fact. And it's actually the best directing he's done in his career, I believe. And it did, I truly believe that. Based on all the, the films I've seen him do before, like, this is definitely his best stuff. And I think creatively, he's kind of found his calling. Like, I really think uh, Mr. Noam Moreau needs to do um, a bit more animated uh, directing. And creatively, I think this is his calling. I think he should give that a go. Now, the same can't be said about his... Um, his other the, about the other directors on this miniseries because Peter Dodd, Seamus Malone, and Alan Short all seem to have tons of prior experience working in the animation world. And I don't want to yap, yeah, uh, I guess I don't want to yap too much about this, but I'm gonna get down to somewhat of a uh, a grade here. And I guess if I had to grade this this series, I'd give it maybe like a B minus or a really high C plus, maybe a really high C plus. Uh, maybe I, I'd go to B minus. Maybe, um, it's it's good. It's just how should I, should I put this? It's definitely it it's missing a little bit of the complexity from, say, the novel, and I also don't think it's as dark and unforgiving as the uh, the original um, old school animated OG animated film. So I f- I feel like this is like I don't I don't want to say watered down version of those two. Because I definitely feel like the development team and the, the, the writers behind this uh, particular series definitely wanted to uh, get get a, get a bigger audience, and that they did. So they got a, definitely got a bigger audience there. They definitely um, dumbed it down just a little bit and uh, made things a little bit easier to watch. You know, not everything has to be super gruesome, but uh, mark my words, like this series is still dark, especially to watch bunny rabbits <laughs> go through what they go through in this series, but yeah yeah um now before i go ahead and end this review i want to talk about a little bit actually how i even got started watching this miniseries i didn't even know this miniseries was even being made so let me talk about how i actually got into it like i told you it was on netflix right so anyway uh here it was just a few weeks ago (laughs) i was uh babysitting my little cousins uh ethan and uh portia but i was upstairs uh talking uh to, to to my girl and um Normally, between the both of them, my cousins, uh, there's normally some kind of commotion going on. <laughs> normally, some kind of noise. And so, being the curious guy I am, I didn't hear any noise. I decided to go check it out, see what was going on. I came downstairs, and I noticed that um, my little cousin, Portia, she was watching a, a cartoon. Seemed cute. And then I look over, my little cousin, uh, Ethan, he was playing my Nintendo Switch. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? They, they being good, you know, makes my job easy. And I assumed the animated feature that my little cousin Portia was watching was like Peter Cottontail or something like that because I saw bunny rabbits, but they looked more realistic, like CGI bunny rabbits. And so I was like, okay, you know, cool. She found some kind of kids movie to watch, right? And uh, 
But then, as this movie or whatever went on, I was like, man, oh, this is a, this a kind of dark for a kids movie, huh? And then things got creepier and creepier. Then I was like, yo, why does this remind me of an old animated movie I saw in a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> and then once things got real, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm turning this off. Portia, you're a little bit too young. But then the uh, the oldest of the, the, my little cousins, uh, his name's Ethan. He's like, no, 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 this is cool. It's kind of cool. Keep it on. So we kept it on, and I was interested to see how this story would would go. And then before I knew it, I I looked at the, I paused it and I looked at the title. I was like, yep, Watership Down. And uh, I wanted to see how this story would differ from the OG. And um, like I said, I feel like this version is a much more easier of a watch. Um, it's still a good time, just like the oil. <laughs> good time is uh, that's subjective, but it was a good time for me. Um, I recommend some people checking it out. It's got a bunch of great acting, great performances. Even if the, even if you're a fan of the old, old, old animated film or even the novel, um, you'll still find something to like here. They, I think they definitely um, did a good job production-wise. Yeah, guys, uh, <laughs> that's me. I, I'm pretty sure you never thought I'd be reviewing an old and I will be reviewing a. Netflix series about bunny rabbits trying to survive, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is uh, Dez from Featureman Dez signing out. Peace, Cody. Where you at, man? Stop that snitching. <laughs> oh, god, let me end this. Let me end this. How you lean on my shoulder now